Okay, welcome to the inaugural episode of Spiritual Hustle. I'm your co-host, Anthony Filipovich, and I'm honored to have Justin Sabinski as my co-host. Justin is a former Marine, a successful entrepreneur, an internet marketer, and above all else, and very important, Justin has a hunger and a need to understand how the world works and how everything kind of fits together, and more importantly, why are we here? Justin is both a mystic and a scientist, and we came together to create Spiritual Hustle because we had a need to give back to the world, to make the world a better place. So we thought the best way to do that was to put out content that would enable people to become sovereign in their own life, meaning that they are the prime authority in their life meaning that they don't have to go outside of themselves to understand what's right for them to uh, in every answer that they are looking for is within them they are their own power and i think the way we like to say it justin is that uh everyone is their own savior like a lot of people wait for someone to come and save them this is the time when people have to wake up and realize that they are their own saviors and i think what we want to do is talk to people who embody these principles so that we can understand how they do it. And we'd like to throw up this idea of uh, the Codex of Sovereignty, which is an ancient manuscript that teaches people how to take control of their life and be responsible. Um, you know, if a book like that does exist, it's probably long been buried in the Vatican Library. But what I'm hoping is that we have the, the guests that embody these principles. So by talking to them, we can build that codex page by page and that everyone can become sovereign in their own life. And I think, and it feels like that's the only, that's the only solutions that will enable humanity to move forward. I really am fearful of the way the world is, how decisive it is, and we need a solution. And the solution, I think, starts with each individual claiming their own power and their own birthright. Um, and to realize that there are more than they think they are. And Spiritual Hustle talks about putting in the work to realize your spiritual side, to understand that you are a spiritual being having a physical experience. And once, once you realize that, then you can start to understand your full power. Now, I know that you've had your spiritual awaken, awakening, as have I, and we came from it from very different and diverse backgrounds. Um, I thought maybe what we can talk about now is uh, um, define what a spiritual awakening is. And maybe you can talk a little bit about um, your spiritual path and your spiritual awakening. And we can, then we can compare it to mine. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I guess, uh, you know, the this, uh, awakening thing, it, it kind of boils down to um, a point in your life kind of when, when I would say that you're, you're pretty vulnerable, vulnerable to um, um, information and you, I'm trying to remember like what, what it was like um, to just kind of be like, you're, you're in a, a certain like, like myopic state. Um, it, it's sort of like, uh, like there's a cloud around you at all times. And exactly. And, and in, in my case, it was a level of desperation. Life just wasn't, wasn't satisfying. Right. Yeah. Was that, that what you felt? Yeah. It's almost like, um, 
um, there was something missing, but um, it was like a, but it was like, it was like behind a, a door or something they, they, yeah. that was just like in the other room and uh, you knew that it was there. Like it was yeah. something that you had experienced, but it was so long ago that you had experienced that. That you forgot yeah. about it, right? Yeah. You, you just forgot. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so it, the, the big, you, you would have never forgotten if, if there, there wasn't all of this stuff going on around you and, and, and stuff. And, you, and the, basically it's like, you know, you have the, this hierarchy and at the top it, are these things that, that simply didn't matter. Like I remember my top three things in college were uh, to get good grades, um, uh, to get a lean body, a nice physical toned body, and then three, to get late. And um, one of those, okay, I guess a good example of an awakening would be when your hierarchy of needs gets completely shattered in a very quick uh, time period. Um, when, when I had my awakening, I guess you'd call it, th those three things just, um, they went by the wayside. And they didn't happen like, it wasn't like suddenly I didn't want to have sex with women or, or not go to the gym anymore. It was just, there were things that suddenly became so much more important than that, that, um, that it, it paled in comparison. And those, those three things becoming basically what I was saying with get more, get better grades in my mind at the time, it, it meant to become more intelligent and that's up there. Um, but there were things that were higher and things that were so much more important, like meaning, finding meaning in, in everything that you're doing and, and the importance of um, understanding yourself over understanding what, uh, you know, how something worked or how to make a website or how to make money and stuff like that. None of that, that stuff seemed so important back in the day. And then it, um, after you have your awakening, you realize that, yeah, that stuff's important in this lifetime. But when you realize that there's that you're going to have multiple lifetimes, um, making money in this lifetime may not be that important compared to doing some other work that may that may need to be done first. Right. Um, and basically, I mean, lately my feeling has basically become um, is is finding the the meaning in in everything, and and if something is lacking in meaning, like it, you almost get like, you know, like the old, the old joke, and I know it's offensive now, but like the gaydar, like you can tell somebody's gay and stuff. You, when you start focusing on meaning, you start noticing the things that have meaning and the things that don't. And suddenly that becomes your hierarchy. It's like you, you look at a piece of art and, you, and you know, art, modern art today is, is meaningless. And um, it's done that for a reason. It's, it's you know, there, there's all sorts of reasons for it. But, but right now there, there is no... Uh, meaning behind a painting that's just blue and gets sold for um, $32 million. Right. Um, but then you look at something that um, Picasso painted or, um, um, you know, someone uh, like a Da Vinci and, and you see that they put so much stuff in there, so much symbolism and, and, and positioned it in such a way to express Fibonacci or say, express uh, other like, truths about the universe and you see that there, there's so much more importance and then um um uh, you can kind of start seeing that in in pretty much everything you do and you say uh 
and then the, the scariest part is when you start saying, well, what's my meaning? Like, what is, why am I here? What am I, what is my existence? Right. Um, and that's when, that's when things start getting pretty interesting and you, you start uh, experiencing all sorts of um, big changes in your life. And um, so, so that's did, where, yeah. Did your awakening like also include um, an expanded consciousness? Like your consciousness kind of expands beyond the normal boundaries of your physical self. That, that was that including your definition of awakening? Yeah, um, I guess. Well, that, that's kind of like where where you, you kind of see when, when I was when I was getting out with the meaning and stuff. Like um, you start seeing you you stop caring. Like a, you know, there's so much care about people's skin color and stuff. You, it, when when you have an awake a true awakening. You, you don't care about the skin. You don't care about the eyes or any of the senses or any no. of that stuff. You want to go through into that person at the uh, deepest possible level. And it, and that, and that's why like when people do have like a quote unquote awakening, they, they, um, they really turn off a lot of people because suddenly they're looking for things that um, one possibly doesn't exist even within the person who's having the awakening but also not existing in, in somebody else because there is a lot of people who lack meaning in their lives, lack purpose. And, um, and when you go and you, you want to find out who they really are, like you don't want to just be like, Oh, the, you know, how's the weather? The weather is great. Um, uh, how did the sporting team do today? Well, they sports it up very well. No, like you actually have <laughs> like a real, <laughs> yeah. You actually have like a real conversation with somebody and yeah. be like, be like, it's like, what do you, you know, what do you want to do? Like, like, oh, you know, be actually legitimately interested in their thoughts and stuff and their, their stuff actually being interesting. That's actually, you, it's like pulling teeth. But once you get to it and they, they realize that you're not making fun of them, because a lot of people, like, you'll just be like, so what's your, like, five-year plan? Like, what do you want to do with your life? Like, what, what, what excites you and why? And, like, and, and to see, see all that stuff, like, a lot of people take it as, like, a, an insult first and uh you gotta kind of just meander through it and and look at everything that everyone says without judgment and um then you get people to open up and it's a lot more fun yeah when i had my awakening um it was an expanded uh sense of self um the mind chatter went away and the heart expanded and there was this overwhelming sense of joy like it was so overwhelming i almost couldn't couldn't deal with it because I never, I didn't realize up until that point that a person could experience that deep level of joy. And, 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 in, and in that state, I realized that all the things I worry about um, are insignificant. All the things that most people worry about, like you said, like skin color, money, whatever, it, they're all insignificant. The only thing that's really important is, is your essence, that part of you that's the soul, that part of you that is really hidden from yourself. Because the personality is just like, it's just like a, an avatar you put on when you're playing a video game. That's all it is, not who your true self is, right? So when, when you experience this, even for a second, you realize that there is so much more to living than you thought, uh, than you originally thought. And that's when, who am I and what is my place in this universe, the simulation, so to speak? Um, how do I fit in in all that? Like, it, it, like most people like live their life, they go to work, they raise families, but you're not really, my sense is you're not really here for that. that that's kind of like things you do 
to occupy yourself until you find out what you're really here for. And I believe that the biggest, the reason you're here for is to become self-actualized and realize that you are the spiritual being. Like to me, that is the, the ultimate goal, self-actualization, as Maslow put it, right? That that is the ultimate goal here. And if we could convince people or get people to experience this awakening, even for you know, a split second, then they would realize that that is the truth of their reality, right? And then we could write the first book, the first page of the codex and put it out there. Um, but, but that's what, what I'm hoping to be able to talk about that to the point where people can take this information and make it a reality in their life and then start going out and deciding who they want to be and making that change in the world. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Get back on. Lighting is back on. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's... Um, this is where we're starting, so. Yeah. What do you want to talk about next? I think the biggest challenge I've had for the last 20 years is keeping the awakening going. Um, it's one thing to like have that awakening experience, and we, we can talk a lot about you know, how that happened for us. Um, but what I'd like to talk about today is even after you've had that awakening experience, how do you get enough time in your day to, to do your practice, right? To keep that going. And that practice is critical even for people who haven't had the awakening. In order to have the awakening, they have to have a certain practice, a meditation that they do um, to expand their consciousness. And in this modern world, finding the time to do that on a regular basis and it has to be done on a daily basis because i've tried to do like every second day and it doesn't really work you have to do it ideally twice a day how does a person in this world allocate the time required to to go inwardly enough to make significant changes how do you do it yeah so that's a good question because this um podcast is called spiritual, spiritual hustle. hustle that's right um, so we need hustle yeah so the first thing and this isn't something that you should just be like all right i'm going to start this overnight uh, the first thing i always say is, is uh, put things in incrementally like you, right. like you said earlier when you're we talking about starting intermittent fasting it's like i started by taking out breakfast. I didn't start by doing what I do now because I would never have succeeded if I started here. Like micro steps, I think Ariana Huffington calls them in her book. Um, um, so what I do now is I found that there's better times to meditate and uh, do introspection than others during the day. And, it, you know, you talk to... Uh, a spiritual guru about it and they'll give you all these very interesting reasons why um but i found that it's very just a very logical reason as to why um uh doing meditation and introspection early 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 in the morning is better um than probably any other time during the day for a, a plethora of reasons that just make sense one being the fact that when i wake up at 4 30 in the morning um I have a solid three hours where I can guarantee almost that no one will bother me. 
Um, no one's going to call me, not even the telemarketers around me at that point. Um, and so I have three hours there uh, where I don't have to worry about my computer. I don't have to worry about my phone going off. I don't have to worry about anything except myself. And it's a, a lovely period of time. Plus, um, you have the added benefit that all of the birds are asleep until 5.30, which I found out 5, 530 is when birds start waking up. <laughs> yeah. um, in, in South Carolina, anyway, I, I don't know about. Um, you tell me when, when the birds wake up in, uh, in Canada. <laughs> I have to pay, have to, uh, pay notice to that uh, tomorrow morning and see what happens. Yeah. This, the cicadas will, they, they depend. Um, I think cicadas are aroused by light. So if I leave the lights on at, at 4.30, they'll, they'll start tripping. But um, so, so doing it at a time when nobody will bother you and, and to not be like, I, I, don't, I don't like these people that they, they're like, oh, you know, I, I found it, uh, like they, they set up a time when they don't want to be bothered at like 3 p.m. And they say, this is when I'm going to meditate. You know, no one bother me. You, that time period is, so, is such a busy time period that some random person could just call you or a telemarketer or uh, you could get a notification of some sort. And then you, you'd be all, you know, frustrated when you're, you're getting these messages and trying to find time for yourself. So really, I, and, and this is kind of what I've found um, living on an island, is that people who don't want to be bothered, if you don't want to be bothered and you truly don't want to be bothered, you have to, it, it's a give and take because you can't be like, I, I'm a person who doesn't want to be bothered, but I'm going to go to Six Flags during the busiest time of the year and then just be annoyed the whole time that there's other people there. Like you have to, you have to go and, and set your time around their time because there are times when you can go to Six Flags and it not be busy, where you can go to the beach and there not be anyone there. And um, the best is like, you know, you, you go to the beach at, at six in the morning and the people who are there, the, the, few, the few handfuls of people who are there, they're also there for the same reason because they don't want to be bothered either. So they're not going to annoy you. Um, whereas when you go and you try to do... Uh, uh, or when I try to go to the beach at 2.30 just to, to blow off some steam. And it, I don't have the right to be annoyed at people having a good time and getting drunk on the beach. That's their time. Yeah. And um, it, it's just something to, to be aware of that, that, these, that, these, that there's certain times that are better to work on this stuff. Um, and early in the morning is one of them. You just, you just don't get bothered as much. Yeah, I fully agree. And um, the... the spiritual teacher I had in India would uh, wholly endorse that, that philosophy for, for a lot of different reasons. Um, my challenge, well, let me tell you what happened today. Today, uh, I, went to, I went to bed at 8 o'clock, hoping to get up at 4 and, do, and work out first and then do my meditation. Right? All, that, all that went to shit when I woke up at 7 o'clock and for whatever reason, just fucked around on the computer, right? Next thing I knew, it was 8 o'clock and I had to go to work. So I, not only was I pissed off, and this is the guy who's meditated for 20 years, so not only was I pissed off at myself, I was pissed off at the world, pissed off at the fact that I hadn't meditated. So I went to work and I quickly got into doing the job, right? And I went with the attitude that I wanted to do a great job. Then I went to a car dealership because I, I had to take the car in. And uh, I thought, okay, what am I going to do in my meditation? Because I have to do at least 20 minutes a day. And since J uh, July 25th, I've been doing at least 20 minutes a day, right? And I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I got a, a podcast with 
uh, Justin at 7, 8 p.m., whenever I can get there. And afterwards, I'm, you know, I'm exhausted afterwards because Justin's throwing all this knowledge at me. So I'll probably go straight to sleep after that. So what I decided to do is meditate in the dealership with all these people around me. That's so, awesome. And, and I had one of the best meditations ever. Like my whole body was vibing. It, it was awesome, right? I could almost, I almost was able to pop out of my physical body, right? So this taught me two things. In addition to what you're saying, first thing in the morning is, is the best. The other two things is if you can't do it, do it wherever and whenever you can, but just do it. Mm -hmm. Third thing is you have to have this sense of, of like search and destroy, like you have to do this. You have to understand, you have to feel the benefit it'll give you, right? And you have to want it more than, and not more than anything else, but as, as much as anything else you want in your life. You have to have that drive to go with it, right? You have to have that drive. Yeah, intent it, and care, yeah. Yeah, intent. You have to have that intent, and that's critical. And I think, um, you know, maybe page four or five of the Codex will refer to intent is built by people understanding the benefits of it, people so that people can understand who they truly are and the power that they hold within them, right? If, if people could sense the greatness, then they would do it without fail every day. Right? Yeah. Your, your car dealership actually reminded me of um, a funny story that, that happened to me when I was at the movie theater. Um, and there was a long line to get uh, snacks. And, um, and I just learned this very deep breathing meditation that I was messing around with. And, um, and the line wasn't moving at all. The, the people in front were, were drunk and, um, and stuff. And I could hear the people behind me, behind me, like are starting to complain. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to meditate right here. And um, I started doing the breathing. And, and the, the first thing that you notice when you, when you start meditating is your awareness expands. And this is kind of what I, I was going to ask you a question about this. Um, um, I, I grew a huge smile on my face that I couldn't put away when I was doing this meditation in, in line. Um, not just because of like the absurdity of meditating while waiting in line to go get uh, snacks at a, it was my cheat day, to go get snacks at a, um, <laughs> at a movie theater. Um, right. But I noticed that it was either the popcorn or that they're uh, spraying extra oxygen into the movie theater because there was like my, my breathing in it, there was, there was so much oxygen getting in that like, I was like, I was literally having like a, and it's a similar experience to what you were experiencing. Um, except I, it was like, I, I, I just, I, I literally like was like, like it was like taking sucking and laughing gas. Um, and, and I remember just finally getting up to the line to order my food and I'm just like, I couldn't stop laughing. Um, so like it, it's it's a lot of fun to um, do these kind of exercises in in different areas. Even though they say you know you should always do it in the same place, so you have these these memories. But the thing is, is when you when you do these in different areas, you kind of see, get to get a feel for um, different types of environments yeah. and and how they affect you and stuff. And it's right. pretty pretty interesting and fun. And it, you know, I'm not going to go into some sort of conspiracy theory about movie theaters and the oxygen in there. But it, I just thought it, I I just thinking about it just makes me smile. Let's not get into that in the first episode. <laughs> we'll save that for episode whatever. Uh, I'm pretty much done with conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> I learned them all. 
I know them all. The, the one thing I would like to the, the beauty, sorry, it was just a joke. I, the beauty of the conspiracy theory is when, is when you go, uh, you know, he's in the Illuminati, he's in the Illuminati, and then you look in the mirror and you go, he's in the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> you just go, ah, this, this is endless. <laughs> uh, but anyway, what are you going to say? Sorry. I was, I was going to say, um, when it comes to doing the spiritual hustle, Hustle is so important, and what, what I mean by that is, is doing the meditation daily or two or two, even three times a day. And the reason it's so important is you can come up with a way that you want to be, for example, you want to be more courageous, you want to be more outgoing, you want to be more intelligent, whatever that want to be is, right? You can go into your mind and feel what that would be like, how you would feel if that was true. Right. And, and I've done this before. And, and if you do it like three times during the day, you can carry that feeling with you through the entire day. Right. And I know we, we know a lot about how quantum mechanics works. We know the body really is energy and a magnet and that thoughts affect that electromagnetic magnetic field and how thoughts will actually draw things to you. If you can, the more you can stay in, the, in that state of mind, the quicker that which you want to draw to you will come to you, right? So I just want to emphasize that when you want to make real significant changes in your life, you have to do the hustle to, and do it on a regular, not only a daily basis, but multiple times a day to get that change that you want in a rapid fashion. Yeah, um, I, I, your dealership story and, and my movie theater story kind of uh, bring up a, a point, the Donda Pandi point, which is um, there's all these times during the day, like, for example, well, let me just finish the, the statement. The, there are all these times during the day when you do have these opportunities to meditate yes. and just because they don't feel like, oh, I don't have time to go into my little meditation nest and, uh, and sit and do my 35 minutes of stretching and, and then yoga and then and then Wim Hof breathing, and then finally do my meditation. Um, no, that time is probably not going to be there for somebody who's working. But that doesn't mean that there's like all of these hurry up and wait um, points in our lives when um, you just have this time to yourself where all you have to do is just start focusing on your breath, and then and that's good enough to to keep the chain going, to not break that chain of, of meditation. So yeah. it. If you didn't tell me about the dealership thing and you asked me, Justin, what am I supposed, when am I supposed to meditate? I, I didn't wake up on time. I, I would have said, I would have suggested, well, why aren't you meditating while you're driving? Um, you know, as long as you keep your eyes open, um, it, it can be the, the, the type of, um, I forget the type of the, what, what the meditation is called, but you know, it's just, it just kind a, of, a walking yeah. sitting meditation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, um, you know, I, that's like an hour right there. Yeah. And I think um, in one of the episodes, we have to get into like the details of how um, genes work. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, I think 95% of the genes is considered junk, junk DNA, right? And there's new theories coming out that explain um, how the fourth dimension intersects with the third dimension and directly impacts uh, your DNA, um, and how by 
focusing your thought and emotions on something, your junk DNA actually rearranges itself to support that new idea you carry, right? And that's why meditation and the way you think is critical. And I think once we get into like the, det- like the details of how all that works, people will understand. I mean, I think people understand that your thoughts control, affect you in some way, right? Um, but I don't think they understand the magnitude to which your thoughts impact your reality, your daily reality. And if, and if we get into the details of how that actually works from a scientific perspective, I think it will open up a lot of people's eyes and, and make them a lot more motivated to do meditation. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you brought up a lot of stuff that, that we have to explain. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, I mean, I it's think it'll... It's a little teaser for now. Yeah. I, I do think it, it comes down to... Um, and it's something that I do too. And it's just because how English works. Um, um, you look at a thought or an idea or a concept and it's intangible. It's, it's almost, it's almost abstract. You, like you can write down a thought and, and all this stuff, but, um, it's in your head, you know, it's not, it's not physical. And, you know, right. we're, we're, uh, you know, this, this world that this Western world that we're in is a material reductionist world, um, that just focuses on materialism. So, when you say something like a thought, they go, oh, that's just a little neuron in your head and it's this this big and you're this big. So therefore, you're much more important than that thought. It's like, well, no, actually, you're, you're, you, you have to look at yourself as almost virtually nothing. You're just information and, and energy. And, um, and when you think about it like that, um, that thought can, can encompass your whole entire body in every single, like you say, every single gene in your uh, or piece of DNA in your body. Um, yeah. is affected by that thought right. um, suddenly having these 50,000 thoughts per day becomes a lot more um, important to regulate what these and thoughts mo- are right and, and, and what you'll allow to um, go into your body in terms of thoughts and ideas and advertisements is, is what I'm is suggesting and stuff like that um, exactly it's, it's very very um, when you start looking at your thoughts as at least equal to you um, in, in being able to control your body, then uh, you, you start taking it a lot more serious. Exactly. Your thoughts should be treated almost as um, a precious commodity because they, they impact your life in every significant way. Yeah. And the fact that like, um, I mean, just to add to that, like, most people don't even know the structure of their thinking process. Like the, right. the, there's a, an entire process going on in there. And, and if that's not structured in a particular way, it'll never make sense to you. And so things can just pop in and out and, and you'll have no understanding as to why. And because you, you've never actually conceived of it as a structure, um, you'll, you'll never even know that there is a way to think that is different than that. And you'll always think that, uh, it, it's very interesting uh, of this, uh, this thinking stuff. Um, yeah. I'm excited fact, to dive into it. So the, the, I guess we, we, talk, we covered a lot of things. One is that you have to understand the whole process of how you think, I guess how your brain works, the impact your thoughts have on, on your actual DNA, and getting beyond all of that to an expanded sense of, of awareness, self-actualization, to realize you're more than all of that, that you're – 
a spiritual being having a physical experience. Um, so that once you do that, you can move forward into the world in a, in a powerful manner to, to, to let your voice be heard and to do good in the world. I mean, really, the reason we started this was to give the average person who has a good heart the tools to go out there and make positive changes in this world, to hopefully save this world, right? Because sometimes it seems like there are just one too many psychopaths running things. You only need one psychopath in a. You only in a need one too. That's right. We won't mention any names, but Anthony. <laughs> That's right. I want to change deep down. So I think um, I'm really looking forward to uh, the next episodes in Spiritual Hustle because I think there's going to be a lot of great information. I mean, we have a, a, a lot of really interesting guests lined up, uh, and in addition to that. Periodically, we'll be coming up with uh, different topics that just uh, me and Justin will talk about, things that, that interest us. Um, like, for example, uh, we hear about um, global warming. I've also heard that the whole, like all the planets in the solar system are warming. It's not just the Earth, right? And when you get deeper into that, there seems to be something happening that could have a profound impact spiritually and energetically on everybody. I would love to delve into that topic, right? And that kind of ties in nicely with the spiritual hustle, the big hustle coming our way, so to speak. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And Justin, having you as a co-host uh, co is uh, exciting. And I'm honored to have you on this trip with me. And uh, I think it's, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, I'm excited also. Um, I like I suggested earlier, you know, the more the merrier, the more if you just want to jump on, um, I'm cool with that. And we'll get it up and post it to all 58 different alternative sites and YouTube and, and stuff and um, make sure it gets out there so we can get better at this. Awesome. But you're not going to post it in any of those fake news sites, are you? Fake news sites? Yeah. Um, yeah, almost, uh, almost, <laughs> almost every one. I remember seeing a list of, I forget who put it out, of fake news sites. And they had, uh, on that list, they had two or three of the sites that I depend on heavily for my information. I remember thinking, oh, those What are were they? Like Zero Hedge, I like list of uh, reading, right? They're a financial um, website. They were listed as fake news. Um, you know who, you know who, who's posting all these, this is fake news, that is fake news? Um, it is, this is, this will be like the after video where we just kind of rant about things. But, um, the huge thing is, um, basically the legacy media, you know, lame street media, you know, uh, mainstream media, whatever you want to call it. I like, I prefer legacy media. Um, they're on the way out and they, they know it. So what they're doing is instead of, you know, they're, they're always big about freedom of speech when it's them talking, yes. but they're the biggest one proponents of silencing um, other people to have, uh, you know, uh, having a voice because when somebody else has a voice, that means that, some, that, that that's their competition. So they look at it like that. And, um, you know, there's only five of them. Technically they're all working together. So, um, so they're in the business of making sure that uh, alternative media is called fake news constantly is, 
ridiculed and hassled and humiliated left and right. The only ones that are ever silenced purposefully are the more sensible middle of the road ones because they want the crazy nut jobs, the, uh, the Nazis and, and uh, the neo-Nazis and all these people to, to have a voice because then they can go and point at them to be like, hey, look, see, all of the alt media is, is crazy. Like, you can't listen to that. You can't trust any of them because they silence all the good ones. Um, and I'm not suggesting that Alex Jones is in the, is, is in the, in the top section. I'm just suggesting as a stated fact that Alex Jones is consistently always beating every single different news media outlet, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, hands down, time and time again um, on, on YouTube. They always come up first. They are always getting more views because he adopted YouTube first. He didn't go on it. He wasn't on the, the dying uh, channels and stuff. So that's yeah. why you get all these um, freaking, it, it's, it's, it's McCarthyism all, all over again. It, this is fake news. That is fake news. This is, he is communism. She is communist. It, yeah. It's the same thing, um, except, you know, Taylor made for 2018 as opposed to 1950 or whenever that happened. And, and that's a great analogy. That's exactly what's happening. And, and the crazy thing is, People don't see it. They're, they're caught in their own paradigm, whether it's the left or right, and that's all they see. They don't see that this is history just repeating itself. They can't pull themselves out of it because they're too, I guess, emotionally invested in it. And they're invested to a point, and their, their viewpoints are so divergent now. Like, like um, the, the liberal thought on colleges is, is, get, is getting crazy, right? Um, they're... The colleges used to be the bastions of free, of free speech and dialogue. Now they're the opposite of that, and they don't even realize it. They I know, don't it's, even it's, realize yeah. it. So I, I, I've seen that people like Justin Peterson and others try to explain it to them. Jordan and, Peterson, yeah. Sorry, Jordan Peterson. Justin Peterson. I'll take it, man. <laughs> I, I almost let it fly just because I was like, I like the sound of that. <laughs> people try to explain it to them and all all that happens is they get sh uh, shouted down right and and, and threatened like it's, it's mind-boggling how can these people not realize like how skewed their view is like how do you get through to people like that i don't understand i i, I don't have an answer right now yeah um i mean the, the thing you you have to do it like like you know jordan is, is basically the prime example is yeah and so is uh stefan whatever his last name is um you know you just you just give them the facts you humiliate them and um and then a whole bunch of alternative news uh people on youtube will post those videos and say watch jordan peterson destroy this liberal you know and, it, and you just over and over again um because it's not really about going after one particular person who has a differing opinion than you. It's going after the group as a whole. Um, because um, the majority of people know that, that that's wrong. And do they? It's, it's yeah. And it's, it's all about getting them to stand up courage. Yeah, right. exactly. To stand up, have the courage to, um, to combat it. And for the most part, before Jordan Peterson, there really wasn't anyone in particular um, who did such a, a, a great job at just using logic and sticking and staying focused and not getting upset or angry. Um, and, and, um, and he also, um, you know, there, there's just a lot of things that, that he does that, that just makes it so blatantly obvious. Um, and, and he's not a, he does, he does like three videos. Like he, goes, he does debates 
and then he goes on um, the lame street media and then he goes and, and does a podcast. He's all over the place and he's relentless. And that really is inspiring. It was inspiring to me. Um, and the whole reason why, you know, I was suggesting like, we got to do this every single day. It's because he, if he can do it, you know, I can do it with way more energy than him. Uh, <laughs> but you know, not as, not as logical as articulate. Him, yeah. Yeah. Or articulate. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you just got to do it. And then eventually you start seeing the crazies will always stay crazy. Then there's all sorts of reasons why they'll stay crazy. But when you get their group away from them, um, then suddenly it switches back. The, the whole thing, and it, the whole, again, going back to Jordan Peterson is, is you, this, this seismic shift that didn't happen overnight. So you can't expect the seismic shift to, to, to cycle back overnight, you know? Right. It's, it's about, you know, planting one seed at a time and being patient. And, and you know, it'll be, like I said, it'll be 30 years when, when we start seeing the schools start to collapse. Like where the schools go, hey, you know, you know there, there is no reason for you to go to us anymore and for them to ignore, for them to become basically the, the next blockbuster. Um, they have blockbusters in Canada or if they did. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, like, because that's what you'll start seeing. And, and we'll go, remember those? Uh, and everybody's going to be like, yeah, those were. Man, I can't believe we used to spend $120,000 to learn this thing that I can find online. <laughs> that's right. So, again, that, that kind of goes back to the general theme of what we're trying to get across here. Some sort of codex that teaches people to be sovereign so that that middle mass of people can have the confidence to look within and decide for themselves what's right. Not Fox News, not CNN, not even Jordan Peterson, right? They not even us, their, yeah. Not even us, right. nobody. They make their own decisions based on their internal compass, right? Yeah. And it's all about, um, and, and that's kind of where I'm positioning myself online is, is giving people the tools to do that for themselves and, right. uh, um, and give them know, the hustle to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's all that you can do is, is you go, you go, uh, here's the tool. I can't make you use this tool, but if you want it, here it is. And, and I'm sorry, nobody taught you this in school. And I'm sorry that the media doesn't want you to know about it. So you never heard about it on TV or anything. But this is it. You have to know yourself. Know thyself. That'll what? be the title of this video. <laughs> you just gave the secret, the complete secret. Yeah, it's done. It's over. So you can turn it. Yeah, you shouldn't watch this anymore. Just that's if, right. If you, in all seriousness, if you turned off this this show and just turned everything off uh, for the next ten years and just looked within and tried to truly learn yourself. You would learn everything that there is to know about everything. That's right. You wouldn't need Facebook. You wouldn't need Instagram. You wouldn't need books. You wouldn't need anything. You wouldn't need any friends. You wouldn't need any food. You wouldn't need any oxygen. I'm sorry. I took that too far. Uh, yeah, you went. Yeah. That's crazy far. I think you just lost credibility. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's my thing is I got to work on not making jokes. That's right. 2018, Justin, you don't make jokes, jokes anymore. Come on, Justin. You know better than making Come jokes. Come on, Jordan. I mean, Justin. <laughs> no more jokes. This is serious, serious issues. So here's what I'm going to do tomorrow morning. I'm going to get up at 5 o'clock. I'm going to exercise. text you? Yeah, text me. I'm going to okay. exercise and then meditate. And you know what? I found, I think maybe... Be, 
maybe the meditation was so good today that I did it in a different place. So tomorrow I'm going to try to do it outside instead of like sitting inside on my yoga pillow. Yeah, I had to stop doing it outside for a little bit. Just it's a little, it's getting a little, it got a little buggy out in August. Yeah. And, uh, yeah it's a lot of mosquitoes here too. Yeah. But I'm, uh, I'm going to be living everything that I think is in that codex. I'm going to be living it on a daily basis. I can report back to whoever's listening here. And for those that go inward and don't show up again, that was our goal in the first place. Yeah. And we just know that you're, you're not going to believe us the first time you hear it. <laughs> That's right. It you takes might. a few times with a lot of this stuff. You hear it and you go, you go, as above, so below. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Tell, me, tell me something about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I know personally, I've heard it 10,000 times, and it's just now starting to sink in. Yeah. It's always like, you just always have to remind yourself. You're just like in a constant state of reminding. That, that's why I love the archetypes, because they do the reminding for you, you know? You just think of the archetype of courage and... Um, and you go, oh, yeah, I have to be courageous. So this isn't just going to be handed to me. And cool. That would be, be a great episode in itself. Yeah, or the archetype of sacrifice. Yeah. You have to, like, that was the reason for all those sacrifices. They're reminding people that you have to, you know, give up short-term uh, pleasures for long-term success. And it's just part of life. Right. And so they would sacrifice a cow or something. Makes sense. Interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just a uh, random, random end of, end of video stuff that, uh, that's just all swirling up in my head. And, and this is why I would prefer to do this every single day. Cause I, there's just so much. So much I need to communicate to the world. Yeah, man. I got to tell you, I did feel bad last week. That was, that was rough. I, I don't know if you, I don't even, if you, you even noticed like, like how we did this last, last week. And, um, I was just like, Oh, <laughs> yeah I, I noticed I mean, you, okay. you, still, you still pulled it off it wasn't too bad but I could I could tell you were hurting. I thought it was just lack of sleep but it, obviously it was more more to it than that you were taking an energetic kit for various reasons yeah man that, that's you know when you connect to this stuff I, I just I didn't realize that there was a, a negative to and I'm not, not saying that like being sad for a few days is like that terrible but it's just um, when everyone around you is happy, um, life is, you know, life is happier. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. All right, Justin. Have a great night. Hey, you too. And let's do this again real soon. Real soon. All right, man. Take care. See you, man.